who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can hello everyone and welcome to the positively pro wrestling podcast i'm your host steve fountis with me back and better than ever is Eric Sanchez. It's been a couple weeks, Eric, since you've been on the show. We've done shows without you, though. But how are you doing? Yeah, no, uh, I've noticed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on nights that we were supposed to record, too. That's okay. How you doing? I'm doing good. Good. I'm um, kind of just waking up, feeling fresh as a daisy, as the big bammers would say. We're going to get to the bammers and his daisiness on this week's <laughs> show. Uh, as always, guys, please follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast and follow the show page in your favorite podcast app. Search Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Appreciate everyone that listens to us and then shares with a friend and comments and interacts with us, all the other fun stuff. Really appreciate that. Continue to do that as well. You can follow the Instagram page if you want, PPW underscore podcast for some kind of shit posting of just random wrestling pictures. But the, <laughs> the Twitter page is the main thing where I post pickups and autographs and wrestling tapes and other everything else. You could also follow. And, and what? Oh, I don't know. I thought there was more. No, there's. I mean, there's always more. Okay, I got you. You can follow Eric on Twitter, positively underscore Eric, for his figure photography, for his kind of mashups, for his figure setups and all the other. And apparently trolling AEW comments, you're like, oh, there's another big announcement, yawn. I was like, geez, Eric, he's like an internet troll. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I, you know what? It's a huge announcement all the time, and it's it's getting, I don't know, it's like... We gotta, we gotta. All, just... all his, all his big ones are. I mean, unless they're not really announced, like Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole, that one time. Mm-hmm. You know, everything else is like, oh, big announcement. ROH purchase it... was it a big announcement for you? Not really. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna talk positive fun. Nineteen ninety three WWF, which is all just great stuff. But follow Eric positively underscore Eric and subscribe to our show. Leave a review if you're an iTunes user. That'll help more people find the show. Even if you leave three stars, we appreciate that. Uh, if you want to support the show, get a couple of t-shirts on whatamaneuver.net, which I picked up a couple of new ones for myself before WrestleMania weekend. They're just great shirts. When I met DDP, I had my Positively Pro Wrestling podcast shirt on. Just positively, oh, yeah? Positively Pro Wrestling. <laughs> and I was just talking. He was in like a really good mood. And I was talking yeah. to him about stuff, and he goes, oh, bro. He's like, what's with the shirt? Positively. Is that one of my shirts? I was like, no. It's just Positively. I didn't want to like tell him it's a podcast and sue me or something. Why not? I don't know. I was He's just going to sue you. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Just, we have to change our name. I'm just like, I'm just positive like you. He's like, I love it. And he gave me a big hug. I was like, oh, sweet. I didn't ask for that. Oh, that's but, awesome. Cool. Yeah, he was in a great mood. Great weekend. I'm positive and like you. Just Shit. Well, most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Just like me. And if you want to hear all about that WrestleMania weekend with me and Jeff from Fully Posable, go back a couple, it's in the archives. Go back a couple weeks. It's there for you for free, just like mm-hmm. all our shows. Yeah. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about the 1993 WWF King of the Ring in the canon of the WWF at this time in 93, this is apparently the only or the first King of the Ring, but of course we know that's not true. And we'll talk right. about that and how confusing that was as a young kid. Like, what what is happening here? I thought there were other kings. Now they're talking about only kings. And either way, it's fun to talk about. And as a fan in 93, being nine years old, 10 years old, I was super pumped about this time because Hogan was back. My, my Hulk Hogan was back. Looking back. I was su- I was super pumped because it was another pay per view. Yeah, yeah. It was like the big four. I'm like, holy crap, we're gonna have the big five now. Oh baby. <laughs> and looking back though, as we'll talk about, this show kind mm-hmm. of isn't the best, but there's still some really good gems in here and some funness. It's a weird time in yeah, WWF. It is. I liked it. Any before we get into it and we'll talk about everything, our our history of the show, all the other stuff, uh, anything you've gotten Looked out for wrestling-wise, any news for you? Anything you're kind of scoping out? Anything fun? 
Um, not really. I just picked up a couple of figures. I've been wanting that RVD. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really care if it was a chase or not. And I know they canceled the chase. So at that point, it's like, okay, it's still like the tiger one with the skull on it. On his, uh, his what do you call that? Unitard or whatever it is? Singlet. Singlet. That's Unitard. Right. Uh, well, it's it's a long piece, right? Um, yeah, so I picked that up. And then uh, someone on Twitter mentioned that uh, the Ultimate Warrior fan favorite Ultimate. I'm like, oh, yeah, I really wanted that. And I felt like I missed out on it. So I was glad that it became like a fan favorite mm-hmm. of, of the Ultimate. The war- so I'm like, all right. Yeah. It was the Ultimate Warrior. Did you, pick, did you get to actually ship and arrive? Yeah, it shipped, and I got home today, and it came from like a like a stock Mattel box. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. A little extra packaging. I, yeah, real nice. I think it's the best ultimate they've ever done. I think yeah. it's the best one. And I contemplated for a good five minutes, like, should I take it out of the package? I'm like, I could always order another one because it's not like it's as rare mm-hmm. as the other one was. I'm like, eh, I'll take it out. So I got it on display. I Both. put the other one from SummerSlam away with the blue belt. And uh, so, does he have the head with all paint or no paint on? All paint. Belts up in the air. Both belts in the air. Or just both both belts in the air. So it's not accurate. It's not accurate, but neither was the one without all without his paint on his face. Like if he had like a little paint on the face. No, like his face. No, if look at that match. His face paint's all gone. What makes it not accurate is the chest paint is all there. Yeah. So chest paint, face paint. Belts in the air, you know that that's mm-hmm. that's me rewriting history. <laughs> right, gold jacket, green jacket. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows that. Uh, yeah, there. What I was, whatever I was doing on Saturday night, like Billy Madison was on TBS. Yeah, and it's rare that I'll like stick with a cable movie because commercials and, and like I own it or whatever. But I stuck yeah. with it. And then I was like, oh, it was really funny. And then afterwards, Happy Gilmore was I'm like, well, I guess I'm sticking with this. So it was a good night. Yeah. It was a good little a good little Saturday for me. Yeah, you talk about uh, um, cable movies. Like, I I don't like commercials. So no. sometimes I'll, because I have like a DVR, and mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people do. But if I pause it, um, I think it could go an hour before it starts to like start to play again. Yeah. Uh, so that helps me get through the commercials. But uh, last night, it was Easter Sunday. Hope everything was well. Um, so anyways, it was sun- Easter Sunday. And we were just sitting on the couch. Me and my fiance were watching Shrek 2. And I just left it on, you know, to watch the commercials. I turn the commercials down. We talk a little bit when it comes back on, mm-hmm. you know, turn the volume back up. But I forgot how good that movie was and how great, like, the animation and just the realism of everything and the sweat and, I don't know, just the glare and the what lighting. What was it on? Like, every, like, what, TNT or it was, something? Uh, no, it was, on, it was on Nick at Night. I was okay. just flipping channels and I saw Shrek 2. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I remember watching this one. Yeah. And it's such a fun movie. All the little hidden, like, jokes and references to other things. I'm like, man, this is so good. That, that's a little bit of something we've lost as everyone c- cuts cords, although everyone's slowly mm. realizing that cutting the cord is basically becoming more expensive <laughs> than cable. So guess what? Yeah. Cable wins. Uh, we yeah. missed the, the flip of the channels. Like, oh, we're at this point of, of Titanic. This is ship sinking. I'm going to stick with it till the end here. I'm going to yeah. watch this. So hopefully. Yeah, I, for, I, I forgot how funny it was. Uh, Pinocchio gets sent down with like the, the three little pigs and, yeah. and the, uh, the wolf and gets sent down to save uh, Shrek and Donkey who've drank this potion now they're sexy beasts right mm-hmm. and uh they're like oh tell us you got to tell a lie so his nose grows so gingy can can run down his nose to unlock the locks that they're chained up with and he's like oh i don't know <laughs> he's like say, say you wear uh women's underwear and he's like i wear women's underwear there is no his nose doesn't grow <laughs> you're just you're just giggling to yourself on the couch like a little kid i am i'm laughing and there's like oh you do he's like no i don't and his nose starts growing Aww. again <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So speaking of, this is unrelated to wrestling or King of the Ring 93, but you mentioned Three Little mm-hmm. Pigs. So my daughter, her first grade class is doing that play, Three Little mm-hmm. Pigs. And like they had auditions for it. And like, of course, when I was a kid that young, I was always like one of the narrators. Like you would read part of the story because I just wasn't good. And she yeah. tried out for like one of the parts. She's like, I hope I get one of the pigs. She got one oh, of the Three Little Pigs, awesome. man. She's one Which of one? the straw house. Or the sticks house, the sticks house, the sticks. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so she's the second one, so she's ready to go. So, so is, is there like a costume designer for this, or they just I wear like pa- paper uh, I, masks? I, yeah, I, they've got the same person from the uh, Twilight Zone episode with the pig people. It's really high quality at the oh, first grade. Wow. School. <laughs> no, I don't Impressive. know what they're going to do. So that's fun. Yeah, the, the other thing I've really been keeping my eye on is I really want the Moxley Omega Blood and Guts two pack because I think mm-hmm. I'm going to collect all of those as they come because I'm sure they're going to make. 
an MJF CM Punk one. That's kind of a okay. layup. Because yeah. I picked up the Brit. So when I was, I think, I don't know if you heard, but I, at WrestleCon, I picked up the Brit Baker Blood and Guts. It was only, it was basically what Ringside was charging. So I just grabbed yeah. it. And uh, I, I, it's a great figure. It's awesome. And I, it's next to the Cody and Dustin one. Uh, I had a chance to get her get it signed. But I'm like, you know what? I don't want it because I'm not, it's going to bug me because I'm never going to be able to get all of them signed. So like, I'm just going to keep them in the package and, and on display. So that's kind of my one thing. I rearranged down in my basement. Well, that's, that's good that you're in touch with future you. <laughs> yeah, for definitely. I, I rearranged the basement here. I've rearranged the, the wall of figures. So everything fits more symmetrically. Mm-hmm. I I just rearranged stuff. Uh, I've got a couple things coming, so there's going to be more rearrangements. Uh, I'm turning one of the bedrooms into an office, which has been a long-term project. So mm-hmm. the only remaining space I have has White Sox stuff. So that's going to go away into the office oh no it's not going away it's going in the office oh, okay and the basement right. corner here will be all wrestling stuff in the pbw studio so that's a it's a good flow then it is it, it's it's nice to get you organized got your baseball room you got your your wrestling dungeon it's nice to get organized so hey wrestling dungeon the dungeon oh well you know yeah. my dad you that's know, what you do you could hear him screaming like uh you know <laughs> we had nightmares you know I, I love my dad but he was a piece of shit <laughs> jeez brett <laughs> I was I was reading. Speaking of reviews and stuff, I was just kind of like going over my notes. And I was looking at other reviews of this, and and I don't know if you're familiar with uh, TJR, the retro wrestling Maybe. John Canton. I don't know, but give him he's a just shout kind out. of yeah. he, he's just kind of been you know one of the guys that I'll, I'll go to to just kind of catch up on reviews, see if my opinions are the yeah. same, and you know just kind of compare notes with you know before we go live or whatever. But he uh, put an excerpt in from his book, which I was kind of getting a kick out of, and I could hear that like you doing Brett's voice, not really Brett's <laughs> voice <laughs> from his book. Him talking about the King of the Ring, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and how you know how how you probably mentioned a million times before about how how Hogan was supposed to give him his his uh, rematch, yeah, and, SummerSlam, know, pay him back, and this apparently like, is the oh. one where he yelled "fuck you, Terry" at like Terry at the <laughs> King of the Ring, yeah. you know. Uh-huh. If you and before we get started in this main paper, I just want to give a quick shout out. We do shout out at the end of the show, but uh, the Our Vantage Point podcast did a review of this as part of their Patreon, where they're doing all yeah. the WWF pay per views and go back and watch them and. If you follow them every once in a while, they'll give away a free Patreon account. So keep an eye out for that, Eric. And you can listen to it. They did an amazing job with this. It's more of a a breakdown, the match-by-match stuff, move stuff, some mm-hmm. history and all that. Whereas yeah. this show is more of like, hey, remember this type of thing, as someone said in a review before. So that's going to be more of that. So if you want a strict breakdown, check out the Our Vantage Point Patreon of this page. And they do a lot of comments about the commentary with Bobby... Macho Man and Jim Ross, which was just a an interesting pair. You know, they're following okay. up from their from All their right. WrestleMania nine appearance, and go check them out. And of course, King of the Ring ninety three took place June thirteenth, nineteen ninety three, in Dayton, Ohio. But you wouldn't know that because they just keep calling it the Heartland of America. Apparently, they were they embarrassed to say they were in Dayton for a pay per view. Sounds like a Vince thing, right? I was, you know, so long ago. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Repeating it, repeating it. That's uh, the most spectacular. The most spectacular. Stupendous. The most spectacular. Stupendous. Stupend- stupendous. You even got it wrong. I, oh, God damn it, Vince. <laughs> you didn't say it enough. <laughs> yeah, the heartland of America. This one mm-hmm. in June of 93 did 245,000 buys. Down quite a bit from WrestleMania, which did 430,000 buys. And then the next year, uh, the next month... SummerSlam did 250, and then Survivor Series did 180, and then Rumble that year did 300,000. But 93, business is kind of going down, and it's whatever. But as a kid in 93, I didn't care. And you mentioned it before, being excited for new pay-per-view. So did you get to order this? Did you watch it later? When did you first see this show? I remember I remember renting it because I did watch it. You know how they do like the the night after or the week after they do the little still shots. Yeah, from du- this is what courtesy of WF magazine. Happened. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I did rent it. I, I love the cover work or, or the cover art of the the, the VHS. Yeah. and I don't know. It was just cool because now I have my Royal Rumble. I got my WrestleMania. Now King of the Ring, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. Like the, now, it's like it, it fit for me. This show took forever for me to find. My video store didn't <clears> have it. Mm-hmm. And I knew it existed because of I was watching Raw every week and I was watching Superstar, so I knew it existed. Yeah, and I knew I I might have even seen an ad for it in WWF magazine, but I never was able to find it. I think one time I ended up finding it when I was later in junior high. My friend and I like rode our bikes to like a different video store, and I rented it from there. And that's where eventually he rented it, or something. Something happened where we got a video mm-hmm. card somehow, 
and maybe his older brother opened an account, but that's how I saw it. But it was years later, so we're talking maybe five, six years later. I got to see the show, and really, yeah, it well, was a long time. Well, I'm glad. I hope it, uh, you know, met your it didn't expectation. I, oh, I mean, maybe no. it did as a kid. I don't know. I just <laughs> yeah. you, you were. I remember reading the results in WWF magazine, and, and they would show again the stills mm-hmm. of the guy. We'll talk about putting the flame in Hogan's face and all that stuff. That was the hokiest mass or get up I've ever seen. <laughs> it looks like not even a spirit Halloween beard, like a, no, a dollar store like, beard, like Kmart or Kmart. It was, yeah. That's a good reference. In the clearance section, like from four years ago, still, still sitting in the clearance. section. Yeah. So it was so terrible. Someone's got to pick it up. Uh, this show was a one that I think I wanted to get, Bought mm-hmm. and he and I mentioned it before. I had my buddy that had the the black box for illegal cable, and even he he must have missed the recording or something, so I wasn't able to get it. And plus, it was summer, so I thought that was really cool where I had a opportunity to watch something because during school years, watching pay per views wasn't easy to do or to get mm-hmm. access to. Yeah, but since it was the middle of summer, it was June. I'm pretty sure I wa- did the listen to the scrambled pay per view while I played Nintendo. And, and listen to the pay-per-view. So I'm pretty sure yeah. that happened, but I, I know matches. I didn't watch it for a while. What did you say? You missed it. I said the timeline matches. Yeah, exactly. All right. So you saw it as a kid. Did I you did. like it as a kid? I did like it because it had uh, Razor Ramon, mm-hmm. Bam Bam Bigelow, even like Hacksaw. Maybe the match wasn't that great, but it had a lot of guys that I'm like, all right, this is cool. And I, it was also... Between 90 and, like, 92, I was just going through, like, old stuff. Like, if I was trying to find... I, I wasn't into the tape trading because I didn't really know anybody. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to access anybody tape trade stuff. But um, I would just go to video stores. I would try to rent, like, older stuff, that obviously, because it's already on VHS. Yeah. <laughs> so I would try to watch older stuff. And this kind of maybe around the time where I was watching, like, older WrestleManias. And I I liked the tournament of WrestleMania four, And then that, that idea was like, oh, I like tournaments. I like tournaments. That's fun. Like that kind of thing. And then the King of the Ring tournament came up. I'm like, oh, this is cool. It's not as long as the other one. And they did. I don't know if they did. They probably did like the qualifying matches on, you know, superstars or um, whatever the shows were at the time. Yeah. But, you know, I liked it. The, 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 it was the semifinals, finals, oh, whatever was on this tape. I forget. It's like three, well, three it's, brackets. Yeah, it's three, it's three matches. And they do keep showing the brackets, which was a cool mm-hmm. little thing to watch as a, as a youngster. Yeah. As a, young, as a youngster, as Gorilla Monsoon called Macaulay Culkin at WrestleMania 7, that youngster <laughs> didn't know who he was. <laughs> He's excited. Yeah. Before this, though, did you know, uh, did you realize that before this pay-per-view, there were other King of the Ring winners? And Bret Hart was one of them. I knew there were kings, but I didn't know how they became kings. So yeah. that kind of stuff like wasn't pay-per-view stuff. No. It was more like televised or live event stuff. But And I didn't really know about all that stuff yet. It was just like what I saw was actually live on television, and then I could just go back and watch old pay-per-views or you know, old specials or whatever that was on. So I, I knew there were kings. I didn't just didn't know how they became king. But yeah. apparently a tournament tournaments were... Were, yeah, uh, I knew and, of, I didn't know of them like that they were King of the Rings. Like I knew Macho King Randy Savage, but I yeah. didn't know how he became the king. I just assumed king he called Haku. himself that. Yeah. So here's some some kings we've got: Don Morocco, Harley Race, Macho Man, Ted DiBiase, Tito Santana. Ted DiBiase. Yeah, exactly. In nineteen, he never had a crown. He didn't. He didn't need one. Uh, and then Bret Hart won in 91 as well as 93. Then we go to the pay-per-views where we all know who wins. When did, when did Haku become King Haku? He's, he didn't win it in a tournament. Oh. <laughs> so, okay. Just self-proclaimed. Wah, wah. Self-proclaimed, man. <laughs> Who's going to argue with Haku? I guess that's true. <laughs> crush your head like I'm the king. Okay. Crush you like a coconut. Uh, this match. But uh, I, I just want to like start with like. Just the, the premise of everything was this um, from WrestleMania. The backstory was was Hogan and Brett. Just for you Brett's, or Brett, in general? No, no I'm, t- I'm talking in general. Like years later, you fi- we find out this backstory. It's like holy shit! Like Hogan really was. I don't know. From Brett's side, I trust Brett, even though he might be embellishing a lot. But I, I was reading about this, and you've mentioned it, and all this kind of stuff. And there's this part that from his book that this guy put out that I just I thought was funny. Can I can I just read it? Yeah. So in Brett's book, he, he goes, I showed up in the dressing room for King of the Ring in the dark and promptly drew 
I'm sorry. I showed up at the dressing room for King of the Ring in a dark mood and promptly drew a blackboard cartoon of Beefcake with his face buried in Hogan's ass cheeks <laughs> with a caption that read, cause, cause, and then I'm imagining this cartoon because uh, Brett and Lawler are both good at, at drawing. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's got Beefcake bar- buried in Hogan's ass cheeks with a caption that read, be careful, Brutus. You don't want to loosen the screws in your face. Oh, God. <laughs> Speaking of screws, dot, dot, dot. It's like, I was taking my frustration out on Beefcake, which wasn't right, but I was too pissed off to know it at the time. <laughs> I'm just imagining this damn cartoon. Could all you the imagine boys, Bruce all the boys walking in, in all happy. He got, he's like, hey, guys, hey, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so then it goes, what Hogan had done was perfectly clear to the boys, and they enjoyed the humor of my cartoon. Since Hogan rarely bothered to come into the dressing room, he didn't see it, but Beefcake showed up and went slinking back to Hulk. But it didn't matter to me. Hogan was no longer one of the boys, and he never would be again. Again? Aw, <laughs> oh, man. Poor Terry. Poor Terry. <laughs> Poor Brudeye. <laughs> He's all happy to be there. Brother Brudeye is always in a good mood. He was in a, as the, the double main event of WrestleMania 9. Heck yeah, he was. Oh, jeez. And Brett's just giving it to him. Oh, well. We opened... But he was too pissed off to note it. All right, let's get the show started here. <laughs> the show starts off, and when it first starts off, my first thought was, man, this is like a refreshing feeling from WrestleMania 9. Yeah. It just seems, it like a, it seems right. It does. The arena... Jim Ross didn't feel right, but Bobby Heenan being there, Macho Man at mm. a commentary, I liked it. They keep talking about the Heartland. We've got our first matchup with Razor Ramon versus Bret Hart, and Razor. And what a what a banger this! It was. was. This was way better than their Rumble match, and this what was cool about this. And we'll talk about throughout the show is Bret Hart had three matches, and they were all great, but they were three completely different types of matches, mm-hmm. and yeah. he's talked about that too, but. Uh, any notes you have on this one? Any notes on Razor or Brett before we kind of skip uh, just over it? That, I mean, it's still like the um, from the Raw one, two, three kid getting the pin, and the fans are just like one, two, three, mm-hmm. one, two, three. Yeah, they're chatting. Ra- Ra- Razor, Razor's yeah. acting irritated. He's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> but yeah, the match was good, and I didn't think like watching this, I'm like, okay, this is going to be a good good match. I got Brett. Razor Ramon, um, all their typical like setup moves, fall away slams, and just the way they work. Like I, I love the way Razor works. I love the way Brett works and their setups and their moves. Everything looks crisp, and even like Razor's punches, I just loved. There's one note I had on here that was really funny. So Brett gives his glasses to a kid. So mm-hmm. Razor looks at him and flicks his toothpick at the kid he gave the glasses to. I'm like, what Aww. a cool thing! The kid got two two souvenirs. He did. Uh, also, we didn't mention it too, but during the intro. Vince kind of goes, Vince is giving the announce, like the big Vince McMahon voice mm. going over the announcement of the show. And it really reminds me of those old Survivor series. Like, it's the Survivor series. It's the same thing. I loved it. Need more of that. Yeah, come on, Vince. Bring it back. Uh, also, Macho Man's in a t-shirt. Not a not a full getup. He's in a sparkly t-shirt. Bobby Heenan's got a purple ascot sweater thing. And JR is just thinking about college football throughout the show. He keeps mentioning mm-hmm. guys in their football career. Anyway. Really awesome match. Definitely worth watching and going back. It's worth a rewatch. Better than the Royal Rumble match for sure. The, the end is when Brett's got up. Uh, Brett's up in like the razor's edge, gets out of it, goes for a small package. Uh, then eventually near the ending, Brett goes for a belly to back, like suplex off of the mm-hmm. rope. But Brett. Oh, razor, razor does. Yeah. I'm sorry. Razor does. And Brett kind of rotates and lands on top of Razor to get the pin for the one, two, three. Awesome stuff here for the opening match. Yeah, I, I love the the not the unexpected pins. Yes. You know, schoolboys, one thing, you know, rolling somebody up from behind with the ref. Like, it just seems too, like, common now. Like, if it just kind of comes out of nowhere, that's something like this would be perfect. It was a 10-minute match. Really, really mm-hmm. good. They gave them time, and it wasn't anything boring. And the crowd was into it the entire time, too. The crowd's like, they're ready. They're in the heartland. They're ready to party. <laughs> they're, where are they at? Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the Heartland. The Heartland. That's where they're at. Heartland of America. Our next match is the Battle of the Misters, as I call it. Mr. Perfect takes on Mr. Hughes. I always hated Mr. Hughes, and he was around so long. He was just always there. I hated Mr. Hughes. Well, I remember him from WCW, so when he came over, I'm like, 
I even forgot that he was in WWF. Like to me, he was WCW guy, but to see him over here, I'm like, okay, this is interesting. And I forgot that he had the urn and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. And, and Whippleman, you know, I, I don't know something about Whippleman. I I just is forgettable. And I was watching young rock uh, recently and going to the backstory of the rock and all that kind of stuff. And uh, Harvey Whippleman is, you know, part of his dad's history too. So it was, it was kind of fun to see this character playing Harvey Whippleman. Doc, in the young rock dr harvey whippleman yes doctor of not style thugonomics <laughs> no he's just the doctor of not style there's a rumor that he's the guy with the bad beard later on who maybe oh yeah there's, there's a rumor so we'll see mr perfect mm. ends up getting the win here it's a six minute match that should have been a three minute match because mr hughes hits mr perfect with the urn which again we both forgot that he had yeah <laughs> maybe if we were more in the time we would have been okay with it i'm sure as a kid i was happy mr perfect won i was a huge mr perfect fan when he turned babyface. i loved him yeah yeah me too i think i love the 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 initial because th- it's probably because one of my main early memories of re- wrestling is that primetime wrestling when he turned babyface and joined macho man for a survivor mm-hmm. series team in 92 yeah. so i was like yeah hell yeah mr perfect rules so you, you always remember your first baby face turn, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, your first heel turn. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Goddamn typhoon. I swear to God. Turn his back on the bushwhackers. Do you remember the... Or tugboat. Tugboat. Do you remember the King of the Ring video game? Uh, kind of. It was for Nintendo. And I didn't even know it came out because this I'm was... Think, I'm thinking Steel Cage or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, oh, the dogs are barking. Uh, the it was well, Steel Cage Challenge was before it, so yeah. the King of the Ring game came out for Nintendo and Game Boy in '93, and around this time, most people had started to transition over to Sega or Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't have this game, but my friend did. I did no idea it was even coming out. And then I showed up. He's like, oh, you, oh, look what I got. I was like, what is this? And we were playing it. And like, I remember thinking, this game's amazing. It's just look at the graphics. Yeah. And just he played it over the years as an adult. It sucks. <laughs> it's just terrible. But as a kid, I was pumped. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing. Graphics. Yeah, it's true. Look how real it looks. Exactly. Graphics made the game now. Just like, is it fun to play? <clears throat> That's all I care about. Speaking of video games, I saw Sonic 2 last weekend with my kid. Very yeah. entertaining, and it's also got a ton of Easter eggs for adults that played Sonic as kids. So okay. if you're right. looking to bring, I'd say a kid from age like 7 to like 17 would enjoy it. It was, it was good. Yeah. Very good. And adults from me in their late 30s. Yeah, my fiance took the kids. You didn't go. Uh, oh. I was working. I'm like, man, you should this left job. Left this work. job, I swear to God. <laughs> Ruined everything. <laughs> it does. 10 o'clock podcasts missing out on the two five dollar movies oh geez it's okay uh next up after this awesome <laughs> mr perfect mr hughes match the misters yes well before before our next match we have pre-recorded comments with yoko zuna and mean gene in the locker room so they zoom in on the boom box playing like this japanese music i mean that's mm-hmm. kind of weird and maybe they're showing off how rich he is to have this sweet stereo system and I also thought it was funny that they've got a giant Japanese flag just hanging up in the background of their locker room. So you, that means Fuji's bringing it with them everywhere they go, and he hangs it up in mm-hmm. every locker room. It's like, ah, Mr. Fuji, love your locker just, room. Just like, just like home. Just like home for your my Yokozuma. My Yokozuma. He going to beat the Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Yakazuma. Yakazuma? Who called him Yakazuma? I forget, <laughs> but it just stuck in my head. Yeah. My Yaka. It might be Mr. Fuji. <laughs> my Yakazuma. It's weird seeing Mean Gene Okroen in 93 WWF. And we've seen him before at SummerSlam, which is even mm-hmm. weirder, 93. But here, I guess it fits a little bit because Hogan's still there. But it was very... So so who were you expecting? Like Todd Pettengill or... Yeah, I think so. R- Ray Rougeau? I think so. I mean, I definitely... Later we talk about Terry Taylor shows. I'm like, what the hell? But yeah, it was very... Un- it wasn't unsettling. It just didn't feel right yeah. to have Mean Gene here with those guys. So we go to our next matchup, Bam Bam Bigelow versus Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Hacksaw, oh! Hacksaw is in his second Hasbro figure attire, uh, the singlet. A little different look. And this is a nice, quick, almost squash match for just under five minutes. Bam Bam, of course, gets the win, beats the hell out of Duggan, and 
I remember thinking that there's no way Duggan is going to lose to this Bam Bam guy because I didn't have the history of him when he was in the <laughs> 80s WWF. He's just shown up again. I'm like, who is this Bam yeah. Bam guy? You know, what is this? He's got tattoos on his head. But, That's the thing for me too, because I don't I don't remember seeing him at all in WWF. The only thing that I knew about him was it was he in the the first WrestleMania game. Yeah, exactly. With exactly. Andre, Bam Bam, Hogan, you know, like eight guys. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, well, I kind of know him from the video game, so he's he has some history here. Mm-hmm. But up until now, I you know I didn't see him like '89, '90, '91. He just kind of came out of nowhere, and it's and because that video game to me felt so old at the time. I was like, well, this guy is old (laughs) or he's, he's he's a dinosaur. Mm -hmm. What's also weird about this match is Duggan doesn't really sell anything for Bam Bam. He's like, Hey, tough guy. I'm the hacksaw Jim Duggan. And, uh, they also keep saying over and over again, this match, one of the commentary notes that we're in the heartland, we're in the heartland. It's, they're trying to cover up for how boring this match is. But I just Mm -hmm. keep saying heartland. I don't know. Eventually Bam Bam gets the win here. Uh, he hits the, what is it? The head, the giant headbutt. For the finish, yeah. and yeah, there's this match just stunk. <laughs> there's nothing else to it. The only thing cool was I loved second gear Hasbro Duggan. I loved that gear on him. Yeah, why not? Why it not? makes a new toy. Yeah. <clears throat> and then we go backstage here to Terry Taylor, and I don't understand why they gave him a job here. It's super awkward. He's interviewing the Steiners mm-hmm. and the Smoking the guns. guns. Yeah. Billy Gunn is super awkward here. He's like, well, Terry, I would no one like no one except my brother Bart here. We're going to go. And then Terry's like, what about you, Mr. Scott Steiner? Would you think you will beat the Head Shrinkers and Money, Inc. in your tag match? And Scott kind of mumbles, hey, well, you know, no, Scott, no one be no Frank Steiner. And he tries to ask Rick something, but Rick cuts him off because he can tell how terrible. He, he just starts screaming. He's like, bah, 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 bah. he's the dog-faced gremlin. He is. We've talked about it. I've had... I have a very fond memory of the 93 Steiner Brothers WWF run. I was a big fan. All right. You, me too. You weren't or you were? No, I said I was. I said me too. Okay. Okay. And we go to our next matchup. Lex Luber in his foil robe looks like- Lex Luber. Looking like a, <laughs> looking like a baked potato coming out uh, in that yeah. robe versus Tatanka. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say Lex Luber with a no, B? Luger. Okay. He's narcissistic. Not like you said Luber. It might have. It's late. Nar- He's pretty lubed up, too. <laughs> narcissist. He is pretty lubed up. He's oiled up and ready to go. He is jacked. <laughs> that, that, there we go. It's it's actually Lex Luber. <laughs> All oiled up. And ready to go. And this is the start of the feud that will never end. Tatanka versus this is Lex the Luger. the feud that will never end. Exactly. It goes on and on, my friend. We're good. You don't have to keep talking. We're good. Lex Luber and Tatanka. Anything to say about this match other than what the hell? They gave it a 15-minute draw? <laughs> like, why did they give these guys so much time? They, they had to uh, 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 have a bye in the tournaments. They did. <laughs> you got to have a bye somewhere so that somebody faces the advers- adversarial, just grueling... So what's all right. matches while while your opponent is just fresh as a daisy. All right, I'm glad you brought that up because I have a couple questions, and yeah. I don't know if they're theories or what. All right, so later throughout like Austin, what like Austin, Austin theory? No, yeah. no. Okay. So later in the show, they talk about not being able to slam Yokozuna, and then they talk about later when Crush has his match. Oh, not even Crush could slam him. So yeah. this is June. The next month, they do this body slam challenge on the OSS mm-hmm. Intrepid. So they know, I would assume, they're planning that angle, like slamming Yokozuna, right? So Right, Yokozuna. Do you think they knew we're going to turn Lex Luger at this point? I don't know. Because at first I thought maybe they did, because after the draw, Luger kind of cuts a baby face promo saying, I just want five more minutes. I came here to win the King of the Ring, and everyone's pumped. Like, yeah, hell yeah, he wants to keep fighting. Yeah, but, maybe that was a test to see if they can get the crowd on his side. But right after that, he nails Tatanka <laughs> with the f- illegal forearm and knocks him out yeah. in a total dick heel move. Yeah. So I'm very concerned, very confused. I don't know. It I'd could say. have been. Well, he could have been crying, like, I want five more minutes. Exactly. And it wasn't a baby face thing. It just was because the fans wanted five more minutes. <laughs> wanted five more minutes of this, too, because they want to see Tatanka win. Yeah. But I, that's, I get it. You want to set up a bye. 
But maybe yeah. you could have done Tatanka wins and Luger knocks him out so he can't advance. But yeah, then you don't that's, want him. That's, that's, that's better than a buy, like a, like a time limit draw. Exactly. But again, maybe they don't want to make Luger look bad by losing to Tatanka because of potential plans for him next month, slamming Yoko. Yeah, I like it. On the U.S. We've got to get, we get Vince on the podcast. The US, he, new Vince now where he's like, got my egg, whatever he says. Do you see him try oh. to wrestle WrestleMania? Whoever, that was a bad idea. See him do what? Try to wrestle at <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, i seen him try. It was a bad idea. He looked like it when was. he took the stutter, it looked like when you dropped like a grocery bag on the ground. <laughs> it looked yeah. like, it was bad news. Like a cartoon, like just folding on itself. Like they, tr- or, 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 or an old uh, 2002 like video game glitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, or his legs just like bent back like stork legs. Uh-huh. <laughs> stork legs. <laughs> like, that, like, that, like that's not possible. <laughs> but it, but it was a it was a glitch in the in the matrix of WrestleMania. It was maybe don't like a 76 year old guy who's got all of the HGH head out there. But you know what do I know? Next week, well, we know what we saw, and I don't want to see it again. We go backstage to Mean Gene with Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect, and one of my favorite mid '90s promos backstage ever, where Gene's kind of instigating between the two of them, between Bret and Perfect. Yeah, what a jerk! <laughs> I don't mind telling you, pal, that uh, you know you're you're Bret Hart. You beat Mr. Perfect at SummerSlam. What, what do you say about that, Mr. Perfect? And then you know they're trying to be all friendly, yeah. but Gene's like, no, he's poking the Gene's bears. Like, yeah. yeah. Gene's like, yeah, you said you said you'd rather face Mr. Perfect over Mr. Hughes. Baby. Is it because you could think Mr. Perfect? You, you said he wasn't good enough. <laughs> you, you said you, you you thought you could get past him. He's like, that, that's not what I said, Gene. Perfect, you know, everybody's talking over each other. Mm-hmm. Gene's just in the middle stirring some shit. And they start talking about whose dad could beat up whose dad. My dad could beat up your dad. Oh, yeah? Your dad couldn't beat my dad. Larry the Axe Henning <laughs> versus Stu Hart. Yeah. I want to see that match. We looked back at this match, particularly a show however long ago, where we Mm -hmm. looked at rematches to see if the rematch was better than the original. In this case, I think this match was better than their SummerSlam 91 match. It was freaking awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, I liked it, but I still like the SummerSlam. Maybe because it was... um, For the title? For the title and the importance of it and and how the trajectory of, of both guys at the time, like they were at, they were on their way up. Well, Brett was perfect. Was on his way out for a somewhat mini retirement, if you remember. Well, he was still on his peak, I guess. No, he wasn't. He was getting back surgery. He was ready to leave. Okay. Mm, okay. Agree to disagree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's funny here when they first start off, uh, that Macho Man on commentary talks about Heenan managing Mister Perfect. He was managing Perfect at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. And then Heenan gets all flustered, like, oh, no, I, 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 but what's funny is he wasn't managing him. Coach was. Remember the coach? So Bobby should have said, well, if I was managing him, he would have won, but he wasn't. He handed him off to the coach. Yeah, right. Good old coach with the whistle. Yes, yeah, exactly. Right. Okay, just making sure. But I'm just I'm just burping over here. Well, I appreciate you not burping in the microphone. <laughs> 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 there is a lot of back and forth in this match. There's a lot of outside stuff there's uh brett takes a big bump into like a, a setup of monitors and tables and things like that mm-hmm. which was completely yeah. unheard of in 1993 all over the place eventually uh back in the ring after the big spot in the outside uh, brett there's a small package where perfect hooks brett in the small package but mm-hmm. then they do a thing kind of like a roll where they both roll over where brett reverses it he gets the one two three for the win huge pop just under a 20 minute match it was fantastic. Just an A-plus match for me. I loved it. And I love that, that Perfect, you know, I, you would think that, okay, well, he's he's kind of teetering. You know, he, he's a good guy right now, but he could always fall back into the bad guy bad guy role. But he comes in, he wants the handshake, and, you know, all right, this guy's good. Okay. So now we're going to go backstage to our interview with Mean Gene Oakland, Hulk Hogan, and Jimmy Hart. So the shot of the camera is just Hogan's face airbrushed mm. out of Jimmy's jacket as he's talking. It's a pretty good job jacket. Yeah. However, 
Ever since you told me that Bret Hart story about him drawing the beefcake thing, <laughs> all I can see is beefcake off the side, all bad and all sad. Like, oh, Bret Hart, stupid Bret Hart, excellent execution, nothing. I'm Bruce Beefcake. Hulk, what the hell? And Terry's like, listen, Bruce, we're going to go back to my house, dude. We'll drink some more light, some brewskis. Uh, Linda's going to, you know, grill. Maybe you could, you know, bust up a few omelets, dude. It'll be great. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> bust up some omelets. <laughs> That's a joke from the last fan podcast where they uh, <laughs> there was an episode of Hogan Knows Best where Hogan just like barely waking up. He's like, but he actually makes knobs to make the omelets. His friend knobs. Uh-huh. Yo, yeah. yo, knobs, could you make some omelets, dude? <laughs> episode where knobs was living in his house or whatever. Anyway, this is Hogan 93 and all is Hogan 93-ish. Mm-hmm. Got a, Without the Hogan 92-ness. He's got a thinner mustache, a thinner, a thinner face. Frame. A what? Thinner frame altogether. Yeah, he, he's not as jacked. He, of course, can't be taking all the steroids and all that stuff. He, he's training to be quicker. Is that what they say on the commentary? I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> That's the only thing that makes it believable. Yeah. Uh, Yoko comes out. He's got a guy waving the Japanese flag. There's photographers all around the ring, at least Japanese photographers. Mm-hmm. It didn't really... Uh, they seem odd to me when I was a kid, rewatching it, even knowing what would happen. But looking back now... There's never. It doesn't f- seem odd, it, does it? There's never photographers at ringside like that many. No, I, th- I, th- I thought it would be because of like the international, like like the stardom of of Yakazuma from you know and Mr. Fuji from Japan. I, th- I just thought it would be like you know for the for the magazines and the stuff like that, like for media. Yeah, and throughout Yakazuma, Yakazuma wins. You know, it's a big headline story in Japan, mm-hmm. front page news. Is it? I thought so okay. when I was a kid. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this whole storyline was stupid, right? Uh, Hogan cheated. He didn't cheat. He kind of cheated to beat Yokozuna. He, yeah. Although Yoko did challenge him, so I guess Muchifuji did. Mm-hmm. I will say this. The crowd loved it. They were into this match a lot. I was surprised by that because it's not great, but it's better than like Yoko versus Luger at WrestleMania 10. Yeah. Which is a similar kind of skill set, I'd say. Granted, Hogan's better than Luger, but it's uh, well, it's it's the aura, it's the Hulkamania. This is the guy, uh, maybe not the same guy, but you know, this is this is your childhood hero. Definitely. Were you rooting for Hogan as a Hogan non-fan? Well, of course, you're gonna want Yoko to win. You got to be rooting for Hulkster as a kid. No, I was rooting for Yoko. No, you're no, such really, a no, liar. <laughs> you're such a liar. <laughs> Nobody's rooting for Yokozuna. It's like, I was. I'm like, drop that big old fucking turkey leg. <laughs> drop it up, Tur- turkey, turkey neck. <laughs> drop it up, bombs. Your mom sends yeah. you to your room. I was 13 years old. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> leave me alone, Bob. <laughs> you're like Cartman. No, I, I don't remember. Maybe uh, maybe I just got caught up in everything. I thought, you know, I was expecting like, uh, I don't know, the big guy, Yokozuna against Hulk Hogan, you know, whatever that match was. It wasn't like I was rooting for either one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like Brett. I think I, I don't know. Brett! Uh, that was you? Yeah. The kid in, in the hallway? In my, in my heart, that was me. You, you wish know, it 40, was you. 40 miles away and then zooming in 100 miles an hour <laughs> into Brett's sunglass face. You know, if you, your kids see me, they're in a pretty good place on Saturday mornings. I'm the hitman. And he walks to the yeah. ring. They talk about this match a lot. Hogan can't slam him. Hogan can't slam him. He's not going to be able to slam him. There is a point when Hulk hulks up, right? He mm-hmm. does the big punches. Gives him two big boots. He doesn't go down. Third big boot. Yoko does a great overdramatic, cartoon-esque selling. I was just going to say that. You loved it? It was great. <laughs> the, 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 the cartoon, like, I, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just like, whoa, like, whoa, like he's whoa, almost going to fall. <laughs> exactly. But what I don't remember about this when I watched it back, and I've seen this show a bunch of times, mm-hmm. is when Hogan drops the leg, Yoko kicks out. I was like, oh, there must be something where the photographer comes in now. But Yoko legit kicks out. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Hulk was all furious. Yo, brother, 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 you kicking out, dude. But then Mr. Fuji's on the apron. Then the photographer's on the apron, and he's all it, like, "It had to. It had to have been all that weight loss he had. That, it, it wasn't. It wasn't the same impact." Yeah, I, I agree. The drumstick across Yoko's chin didn't didn't work out too well. Yeah. Then we get to the Kmart beard guy on the apron, trying to take a picture. Jimmy Hart tries to pull him off. He kicks Jimmy Hart away. 
Mm-hmm. Hogan goes to him like, what are you doing? Why, why would Hogan go near the photographer? What does he care for photographers getting the picture? This is his fault. Hogan, your your fault you lost here. Yeah, when you get so damn close to that guy, just uh, pretend you don't see him, bounce off the ropes, knock him off, and uh, drop another leg. Yeah, but, you know, he didn't. He gets hit with the uh, flames in the face. The camera exploded. They, that's what they keep saying on yeah. uh, the commentary. Although if it exploded, those guy's hands would be gone, like in Tropic Thunder. Remember mm-hmm. that? <laughs> yeah. He's holding his hands up. Uh, Yoko hits a big punch, a big leg drop. He gets the one, two, three. New WWF champion. This was a shock. Biggest shock since Andre uh, bought the belt or bought, played for the plastic surgery. Really? Like, what What was a bigger shock when a guy won for you for up to this point, 93? Warrior winning, maybe? Yeah, probably Warrior. Uh-huh. But I think people, a lot of people thought Warrior had the chance to win. I don't think anybody well, thought he Yoko. He had the momentum, but I mean, Hogan's uh, win streak was, his, well, except for four, but, you know, he was unbeatable. Nobody's beaten, no one thought that Yokozuna was beating Hulk Hogan in 93. At least I didn't. But apparently, I knew I knew it was a possibility. Okay, okay. Where like Warrior is like, eh, I don't know. You don't know. This was like, yeah, Yoko has a chance. Okay. Well, at the end of the day, Yokozuna does win here, and he moves on to the USS Intrepid Challenge later, and then eventually faces Luger and has pretty much a year long title reign after this. Doesn't lose it to yeah. WrestleMania ten to Brett, so they at least built him up a lot. Uh, we go next up to the backstage area with Shawn Michaels and Mean Gene Okerlund with Diesel. This is where Diesel gets his name officially. And Gene's like, who is this guy? What's his name? He's like, his insurance policy. He's like, well, what's his name? His name is Diesel, as in Mack Truck Power. And Gene just accepts that. As in Diesel Fuel. That's that's an acceptable name. Yeah. I did like how Shawn was kind of shitting on Hogan. He's like, well, it looks like Hogan lost. <laughs> I'm the bigger superstar <laughs> than Shawn Michaels. Like, he's giving this promo. Yeah. Hogan comes in, yo, yo, yo. What'd you say, Shawn? You're a bigger superstar than Hulk Hogan, dude? And they got into a big brawl. Anyway. They, then they had their famous match 12 years later. In 2005, yep. It's a long build here with storylines. <laughs> this is where the seeds were planted. <laughs> this is the match. Uh, As historians would say. Yeah. Actually, the ma- does the match happen yet? No, because then we go to the eight-man tag, uh, which was the Steiner brothers and the Smoking Guns, as we mentioned earlier, versus the Head Shrinkers and Money, Inc. And that savage Afa coming out chewing on bones. This is the definition of a cool-down match between the, before the second half of the show. So the title- it's, not, it's not bad, though, but yeah, no. it is a good cool-down match, and it, it's a good one. You know, it's not like some, I don't know. Mountie versus uh, not Mantar no Skinner versus Owen Hart. <laughs> no, right, right, right. From WrestleMania eight, I would mm-hmm. argue Skinner versus Owen Hart WrestleMania eight was better than this. Just because I IRS brings it automatically down a few points for being in there because I hated it so much. Because <laughs> he because you uh, got a tax audit this year. Yeah, I I did not get a tax audit. I'm getting a few bucks. Well, we'll see. I mean, I just I sent my taxes. <laughs> Hopefully, I get some money. Well, if back. you see something that says from uh, Mister Irwin R. Scheister. From, from Mr. Rotunda, the Rotunda Inc. <laughs> yeah, Rotunda, Rotunda, Rotunda. Yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, the the team, I don't know, they have a team name. This is like a Survivor Series. Billy Gunn gets the roll-up for the win, and they get the win there with along with the Steiner brothers. But the Steiner brothers should be in a tag team championship match in this pay-per-view. Not a stupid eight-man tag for a filler match, but... I guess this is this is the point when I mentioned earlier, this show feels so refreshing. Now I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. now this now we're in like the shits. Like, what is going on here? We're in the shits. <laughs> well, this is you know you go uh, you go pick up your pizza at Little Caesars, <laughs> or you don't yeah. feel like you have to pause anything. Yeah, I guess you're right. After the match, we go backstage. Yokozuna's pumped for his big win. He's got the Japanese photographers all there, and Mr. Fuji is is saying, oh, we're not going back to Japan. Big celebration in America. Ha, 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 ha. Big celebration. So they're all being jerk heels. He's got the championship yeah. belt. He's all sweaty. Didn't even shower. Just going to hit up the bar. That, That's it. Him, That's all you need to do is throw on a fucking shirt. <laughs> <laughs> It's all sticky. Yeah. Sign <laughs> a t-shirt. Walks across the street from the Nutter Center to the local yeah. TGI Fridays. Picks- Ask for some sake. They look at you crazy because it's not even a thing there. But he's not even Japanese. 
<clears throat> Come on, man. What do you think? Yo- you, what was Yoko's K- drink of choice? You, this shit. you think Yoko was a whiskey guy? What do you think? Saki. <laughs> Here all saki bombs. Banzai. Did you ever have a saki bomb? No, but I heard they're good. At least I think it was in the office that they had saki. Bombs. I've had saki before. It's not great. Oh, okay. It's like sweat. <laughs> no, it's just because it, it's it's warm, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like my liquor cold. <laughs> I was gonna say like my women, but that doesn't apply. Yeah, I was just gonna make the same reference. Like here, uh, never mind. Anyway, Intercontinental Championship, Crush versus Shawn Michaels. The only good thing about this is we get to hear the awesome Crush theme song. Like, <laughs> love that theme song. Kona Crush. And I loved his gear. I'm pretty sure I had a t-shirt in the same color scheme as Crush's 90s gear here. Like a hyper color? Yes. Yeah, this looks like Crush. Yeah, exactly. I was a Crush fan. I was ready for him to become the next big star in the WWF. I was fully assumed he would win the Intercontinental Championship. It seemed logical, right? Yeah, he's a big guy. He's The fans like him. You know, he's got a good move. He crushes your head like a pineapple with his two hands. Yeah. Why not? Why not? You've got some, Give his, him a run. some history with that. <laughs> I kind of want you. He, he was my playground hero. I think we should retell the crush story. It's been so long. People no, that's okay. People haven't heard it. People need to know. The they don't need to know. I think it's... If, a, they, if they, they want to know, they can listen to all our, our archives. I'm pretty sure it's episode 60. It's either You're 60 or 50. Sure. Uh, oh, so you're giving them a 10, 10 episode range. Well, it's the, find, SummerSlam, find... it's the SummerSlam 92 episode. So the, the SummerSlam. In the SummerSlam. Go ahead and find that <laughs> and listen to Eric tell a story that had me in stitches about how he tried to crush a kid's head in grade school. You were tickled pink. I was losing it. <laughs> and I loved it. Because you were like telling me about the story, and you like you were like, "Wait, that was messed up." I can see why you're so freaking out about this. <laughs> uh, we talked more about that than we had this match, which is appropriate because this match sucked. Uh, the ending is the two dunks come out, uh, and it's just an illusion. Remember WrestleMania nine, just an illusion, all that stuff. Uh, he's distracted, so Sean hits the sweet chin music. But he super it's a sweet chance a super kick to the back of Crush's head. One, mm, two, three. Man, that hurt. What I didn't like was Crush immediately gets up and runs after the clowns. Like, <laughs> sell the move, dude. Yeah. Shawn Michaels is backstage yelling, listen, Jack, when you're in the WWF, you sell my kick, Jack. Just yelling at him. Jack. <laughs> Remember that he would say Jack every six seconds with all his words? Yeah. yeah. Although I think during this time he was like, Well, you're looking at that's more Joey Gladstone. I'm not gonna do a no, that, that that's uh, that's HP. That's okay. the, the beginning of that. HP. This the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Just say it, Jack. Come in. He's, a, he's like a Ryan Reynolds uh, yeah. parody. Like, Me and Scott and Kev are going to take some somas and drive down the road, Jack. So next time you're going to sell it, and we're going to bury you. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, we go to the. I can't. I'm I'm, I'm still stuck on your hypercolor shirt that looks like uh, crush crushes gear you've never had you never i'm sure you had neon shirts in the 90s everybody did i probably had some bartman shirts <laughs> and not 93 that was those were like 1991 okay i'd say yeah yeah you're right because that was for me that was junior high i was uh i was more sophisticated in 93 i was down a rabbit hole of youtube last night and i ended up on like some conan o'brien clips and he had uh, the girl that does the bart simpson voice on the show this is from a while ago, and she was asking, do ever people ever ask you to do the voice? She goes, yeah, one time I was on the plane, and this pilot like knew who I was. He's like, hey, would you make an announcement for everyone? And Bart, he goes, oh, yeah, sure. Or she said, yeah, sure. So she said something along, like, hey, everyone, this is Bart Sims. Just want you to know your pilot's been drinking the whole time. And she's like, oh, God. <laughs> but he's still going to land it. That's fun. Yeah. I, I would love to hear that. Over the uh, airplane intercom. Crack you up. If, like the Bart Simpson voice popped up, be hilarious. Mm-hmm. We go to our main event here. The finals of the King of the Ring. Bret Hart versus Bam Bam Bigelow. And Bam Bam, if you're aware. The Bammer. Bammers. Is, I'm fresh as a daisy, me and Gene. I'm going to win the King of the Ring tournament. Fresh as a daisy, baby. You know it. Because Gene tells him he's fresh as a daisy. So Bam just, Bammers just takes that and runs with it. He sets him up. Yeah. And he gives him a pretty iconic... Um, you know, line that is immortalized in history of the Bam Bam Pigolo. Well, 
We'll get to that. We'll get to the end. Bret Hart comes out limping. He's been beat up. He's been in two grueling matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, the announcing crew is talking about how there might be enough time for this pay-per-view to, to finish, which could you imagine? Like you bought this and it went off the air. Good thing that never happened. Well, it did in yeah. WCW. I think this match was one of Bam Bam's best in WWF. It's awesome. Brett sells like crazy. It's a classic big man versus little man. We mentioned earlier, it's three different matches throughout the show. Yeah. And I don't want to not do it justice by breaking down all of this stuff, but there's such cool moments in it. And did you, so do you want to talk about the false finish at the end? And were you freaked? Were you like, wait, did I remember this wrong? Like the false finish of this match? Um, it, yeah, I, it was, it was weird. I was like, wait, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just, it was just, uh, so what happens is Brett or Bigelow kind of cheats here and to mm-hmm. take and taking Brett out. Right. <clears throat> and he, what does he do? Does he hit him with a chair? What does he hit him with? I forgot how he hits him with it. Uh, I'm trying to remember my notes here. Anyway, there's a, a cheating point and then Bammer throws Brett into the ring and hits him with the headbutt. The diving headbutt. Yeah. And then you're thinking, okay, whatever. Then one, two, three, clean pin. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Immediately, another referee comes out. Earl Hebner starts freaking out, saying, no, 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 he cheated, he cheated, he cheated. Goes to Howard Finkel, tells him, you know, he cheated. And the ref agrees with this new referee. And Howard Finkel yeah, says. Yeah, what led to this was Luna Vachon came yeah, out. Yeah, that's and what caused it, a lot of Luna distractions. With the chair. Yeah, Luna hits him with the chair. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes, and Luna, yeah, Luna hits him with the chair. Bigelow went stops, hits him with the headbutt, and Brett gets pinned. And any other any other time, you know, it's it's like, all right, well, this is it. Bam Bam's your your king of the ring. Brett sulks out. <laughs> he got screwed over by Bam Bam and Hogan. Yeah, he's he's drawing pictures of Bam Bam <laughs> twenty minutes later with his 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 uh, <laughs> face in someone's ass cheeks. <laughs> Yoko's. But yeah, having Earl Hebner come out and Joey Morella and they're kind of going at it, and Finkel says, "Oh, the referee reversed the decision." And then, and then Howard, and then Howard, uh, Earl's like, "No, no, I didn't say that." And like, wait, <laughs> and then Fink's like, "Well, what do you want?" And he says, "The match must continue." Yeah. So it does. I will say, there's a couple things. I don't want. I don't want to reverse the decision. There was. It, after Bam Bam won, there was a couple like the smart fans got up and were high five. Like, yes, we're Bammer fans. Yeah, he's getting a push, yeah. Bammer push. You know. Also, right. somebody held up a giant banner, it said Bam Bam Piccolo, which just made me laugh out loud. <laughs> when I was I'm watching, have to go I was just, back and watch, watch this. You know, right after the, right after Bam Bam gets the win, it's like it's it's hard cam. It's a. It's not a sign. It's a banner somebody made. It's awesome. It was like an old dot matrix printer banner. No, it was like with spray paint. Oh, okay. Even better. So, we'll get a screenshot of that on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, the match gets back started up. There's belly to black suplexes. There's uh, Brett's getting beat up even worse than before. Eventually, um, Brett. Gets what? It, what is he, he gets a uh, like a victory roll, right? Because there's yeah. there's going to be a sharpshooter, but Brett turns it into a victory roll for a one, two, three. Place goes nuts, and this was a solid like a match, just really good. Brett always talks about, oh, you know, I was always a real pro, a real pro, and this is like the definition of Brett being a real pro damn wrestler, and uh-huh. it was just awesome. There was selling, there was moves, and everything looked real. They could have ended it here. But they chose not to. They chose to have the coronation where eventually Jerry Lawler comes up since he's the real king of the WWF, challenges Brett. Mm. Brett calls, you know, oh, you know, I think maybe you're you're the Burger King. <laughs> Burger King. And apparently, Burger King. Jerry's furious. Do you remember in like the late mid-90s, kids would wear those crowns? In yeah. the crowd. Do you remember getting the right. crowns of Burger King? You'd always grab a few crowns. You had to. Oh, yeah. Of course you do. you got to grab some crowns. Do they still have them right. there, you think, for kids? I hope so. I don't know. I haven't had a Burger King meal in, in a long time. I'm going to I'm gonna go uh, pa- patronize. Is it patronize? No. Patron. Patron. What are you going to get? A Big Or not a Big Mac. <laughs> a Whopper. <laughs> a Big Mac. All right. Can I get a Big Mac? <laughs> get out. You got to get it inside, like a, they though. They got like a $6 or $5 deal. 
two for six, meal two for three, something, like something that. good. Maybe two, maybe two chicken sandwiches. Yeah, the long, the long boys. You know what? I'm just here for the for the crown and to use your bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm take a dump and I need a crown while I do it. Anyway, I want to be king, king shit here. You're wearing the crown. Take a dump. Bed. Turn it. Uh, I I, I kind of tilt it like Biggie Smalls. You. <laughs> <laughs> You walk, you walk out. All hail the king. <laughs> you need a plunger, and then I walk out the door. <laughs> Some guy making a minimum wage. He's a toilet bowl cleaner. <laughs> Some guy making a minimum wage, like motherfucker. <laughs> Thro- throws his uh, microphone or his uh, drive-through bike off his fed. <laughs> he just leaves. Like in the scene, uh, half baked, he's like, "Fuck you!" He quits. Fuck you, fuck oh, you. Like, I'm out. He just quits. He just drops <laughs> yeah. it. You're walking out. You turn on your uh, your your car, and you it's blasting. No, no, notorious. Notorious. Drive it off. You're a Toyota Corolla. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> right down the street, like a Jetson motor motor goat. <laughs> oh shit! I'm still hungry. I gotta get some food. Better go to McDonald's. Go to the, go to the next burger. Go to McDonald's. <laughs> oh yeah, no, bro. they know about you. McDonald's. You can wear your crown. All right, okay. here's a here's a request. If you go to Burger King, if you do get do this, crown. I want you to take a selfie with the with the crown on like that, please and thank you. Not in the bathroom though. Well, it doesn't matter, does it? I don't. You gotta get a picture in the in the mirror. Yeah, exactly. Well, I meant not on the toilet. Well, okay. Does it matter? Yeah, listen, you do you, man. Either way, get the picture. If not, if anyone has a crown, please send it to us. We'll we'll get the photo op going <laughs> for you. Nothing really else to say about the end of the show other than it was. Get I, down on your knees and kiss my feet. Yeah, Jerry Lawler is, is a great well, Lawler's so aggressive. He is ruthless. Well, he knows he's got a program coming with this. He's got a this is his first yeah. big WWF mm. program, right? So he's got to push it and yeah. ends up getting a match with Brett at SummerSlam, which was a really good segment between the his, It was all about the foot. His gesture. Foot. Well, no, that was until I think King of the Ring the next in next year. No, but, it, it started here. He said, I want right, you to get down Right, but they have a Kiss My, my feet. Foot match, which might have been in your house or whatever it was, but yeah. they have a match at SummerSlam, which was a good one, and there's a court gesture with Doink involved. It, it's good stuff, but I don't know if I agree with ending on such a downer here of <laughs> Brett getting beat up. Yeah. I get you need to set up the angle, but couldn't this have been done on, on Raw? You know, like, yeah, like like after the show went off the air. No, because you need it, you need it for the... for like the TV audience to see and to push the next story forward. But I would have just done it on raw. I think like, Oh, stay tuned for raw. We're going to have the coronation of Bret Hart. And then King comes out and all that stuff. Oh, look at you. Yeah. I'm fantasy booking back then. The booker man. Okay. So King of the ring 93, what are you going to give this show? I really liked it going down memory lane. Yeah. Seeing all the good stuff, really hyped that it was the fifth pay-per-view in, in the, the, the stratosphere of the Fed. Mm-hmm. I, I give it an A. I liked it. Wow. I'm going to give it like a B minus. Well, come on now. You wanted to watch this and now you're going to Well, show here's the it. deal. I put up a Twitter poll yeah. for King of the Ring because Jeff from Fully Posable requested we look back at a King of the Ring. So I put a few up there. I put up this one, 94, I think 97 maybe, and 98, I think. I think. Either way, King of the Ring 93 won. A lot of people were hoping 94 won so we could talk about Art Donovan on the commentary table. So that could be a future show we talk about Art Donovan. But we're going to wrap up with this with this fun editing here. And I really appreciate everyone that listens every week. Really appreciate... Oh, he hung up, but that's okay. Really appreciate everyone that follows us on Twitter. Really appreciate everyone that follows on Instagram that supports the show and shares with everyone. It's a really uh, awesome thing to do. Eric's calling. I'm going to text him here. Hold on a second. I'm going to text Eric and tell him don't call because I'm just going to wrap the show up. Uh, anyway, it's a really humbling experience for everyone that listens to us. We've been doing the show over five years now, and it's just fun to do. And it's been fun to continue to do this show and to continue to have interactions with everyone. So I really appreciate everyone that listens and shares with a friend. Uh, we talk a lot about our podcast buddies. And we'll do that again now. 
You can follow our friends over at the Fully Posable Podcast. They have to do the wrestling figure podcast each week at Fully Posable. Follow our friends at the Our Vantage Point Podcast at OVP Podcast. We talked to them uh, before, or I said I mentioned them before about this show where they did an awesome look back at the King of the Ring. So definitely go follow their Patreon, follow their show, and just support them too. And I, I mentioned earlier, they do give free Patreon subscriptions off from time to time. So go ahead and follow them. Uh, follow our friends over at the Doing the Favor podcast. They're on a little bit of a break now, but I was talking with Eric. They're going to eventually come back strong. So follow them at Doing the Favor. Follow our friends over at the Ringside podcast. Daniel Spencer and friends over there talking Impact Wrestling, talking other fun stuff. Uh, Justin Summers does the Wrestling Cheers podcast, does interviews with people, does independent wrestling talk over AIW and Northeast Ohio, Midwest Ohio, whatever it is, Ohio, Ohio Independent Wrestling Talk, so follow them. And then follow our friends, the Breaker and Bane Power Hour. Also follow Breaker's side project. You know it's fake, right? Uh, whenever you're in podcast land or become a podcaster, you start following your friend shows. So continue to do that. You become friends with their podcasters. So if you're interested in a podcast or starting one, go ahead and do one. And then you'll become friends with podcasters and you'll start following everyone else's shows. Of course, we all know the the main ones, the big ones, the Talk is Jericho and all the Conrad podcasts and all that. But all these independent ones that are out there are, are great to see and they're great to listen to. So go ahead and follow them. Support everyone. Thanks for supporting us. As always, follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. Follow us on Instagram, PPW underscore podcast. Hit subscribe. The show will be there for you each and every, generally week, we're trying to come out every week, but sometimes we can't just because of, uh, you know, scheduling conflicts. But whether it being a special show where Eric uh, Eric and I do our regular show or a special show with, let's say, Jeff from Fully Pulls, we'll talk about WrestleMania weekend, or Carrie came on, or a friend to talk about the VIP experience he's gotten to do, or watch-alongs, all that stuff will be there for you. Hit subscribe, and really appreciate everyone listens. Thank you, as always. We will see you all next week. Bye.